Of course you would want to have more impact. You know, probably most people, I would guess, of course you would want to be earning more salary. Of course you would want to be more respected by those around you. These are all things that are desirable. And yet somehow I think it's really hard or uncomfortable or scary for, you know, a woman to say, especially if you're like a woman in your 20s, to say, I want to be a CEO. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Today's episode is just me. It's just me by myself sharing something that I wanted to tell you. And I made this episode for women who are like me. Women who work in corporate America and who at their core are hungry (laughs) and ambitious and do want something really, really big for themselves. That's who I made this for. And I created this episode because if you are one of those people, I want to get your wheels turning. And I want to get you thinking about your ambition and your drive and connecting with it more closely and finding ways to channel it into your day-to-day career and into your job and into your life. And with that, I'm going to get into the episode. So sit back, relax, and most importantly, open up your imagination, open up your mind, and enjoy. I'm going to start by making a distinction between our thinking, analytical brain, that part of us that solves problems and questions whether something is doable or possible, and what I think of as our dreaming brain. It's the part of us that daydreams and fantasizes about what we want. And the reason that I'm drawing that distinction is because I want to ask you for a moment to turn off your thinking brain, just turn off that analytical side of you. And I want to just focus on the part of you that can dream and want and think far into the future about what could be possible. It's like Carrie said in episode nine. I love this quote. What is the possible possibility? And I want to pose that question to you And I want you to think about it in terms of what is limitless. The analytical brain tries to tell you that something might be out of reach. But for a moment, I want you to ignore that and turn that off and ask yourself, what is the most ambitious, what is the biggest, most desirable possible thing that I could want for myself? What would the pinnacle of my career look like 
if there were no limits on what I could do and what I could achieve. And I want to focus your thinking about that pinnacle, about that end point in your career. I want you to think of that in terms of desire and in terms of what you want. And for a moment, shut down that voice that tells you that there are these steps you have to do and that it's difficult and that you don't, you don't seem to be in the right career path for it. I want you to turn all of that off. And I want you to just only hone in on desire and what you want. Because actually, pure desire and wanting something has very, very, very little to do <laughs> with what's possible, right? Desire is a feeling. If it's pure desire and it's pure wanting, you don't want it because you could get it. You want it because you want it. There's something intrinsic in you that is very difficult to explain that feels attracted to this. And that is what I want you to connect with. And I want to pause here for a moment because it can be difficult to know what you want, right? I'm talking all about having these desires and wanting things. But what is it that you want? And so I want to kind of help nudge you and prod you and see if we can get you moving in that direction. So I'm going to ask you to entertain a little bit of a thought experiment and I'm going to put some options out there for you to think through. So let's just start with like the basics, the logistics, right? You have to show up to your job every single day, many hours a day, and it's, it's a big time commitment. It's a huge part of your life, right? So let me ask you a question. Would you rather show up and make your current salary or would you rather show up and make 10x your current salary? So that, that's the first one to get you thinking, right? And again, this is not about what's practical, what you can do. This is just about desire. What do you want? Do you want your current salary or do you want 10x your current salary? That's the first thing to think about. The second thing to think about is what scope of impact would you like to have? Would you like your scope of impact to include what you're able to do yourself, which is totally legitimate and fine and there's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, this is all about honoring the individual's desire, right? So this is an exploration and there's really no judgment on what you want. But one option is that your scope of impact is defined by you. But the other option is that your scope of impact is defined by an, what an entire group of people can do. Your scope of impact is defined by what an entire group of people could do. So you 10 x your salary you probably like 20 to 50 to 100 or even more X'd your scope of impact. You show up the same amount. Work still, still is going to occupy a somewhat similar portion of your life, but the amount that you're earning and the amount that you can do and get done has just, it has massively exponentially increased to a higher level. And the reason that I break it down in this way and say, would you rather have A or B? Would you rather have X or Y? Is because I think that can help us connect with our desire. Because I think sometimes we don't. Because that rational voice and that voice that tells us how hard it might be or that we're actually not 
the right person for it or, you know, we're not on a career track for it. That voice will jump in whenever we give it the chance to. And I think when you distill it down and look at some of these other variables, of course you would want to have more impact. You know, probably most people, I would guess, of course you would want to be earning more salary. Of course you would want to be more respected by those around you. These are all things that are desirable. And yet somehow I think it's really hard or uncomfortable or scary for, you know, a woman to say, especially if you're like a woman in your 20s, to say, I want to be a CEO. I want to be on the C-suite. I want to be in a board of directors. But I want you to want that. (laughs) So I know that it's scary because it gets so obscured by the practical realities and the pessimistic brain and, and what is possible, right? But when you really distill it down, you can see that, well, of course you would want some of these things. And when you strip away all of that rational measurement and, you know, that thought process that asks you, well, is this for me? Am I on the path? Am I, am I included in the subset of people with which this is possible? It takes that line of questioning out of the equation for a minute and it just focuses on what you want and what you desire. And you might be thinking, okay, great, fabulous. Yes, I desire this. I desire a million dollars. I desire all of this stuff, but how is that going to help me get there? You know, that isn't solving that those pessimistic analytical concerns that I have. And that's very, very true. And I, I do think there are practicalities in terms of getting from point A to point B. But there are two reasons. There are two reasons why I think it's super important to start by connecting with that desire part and admitting to yourself, yeah, I do want to be a leader. I do want to go for that really senior position. I do want to be in a C-suite. I do want to be a CEO. I do want to be on a board of directors. I do want to do whatever it is you want. I think that it's so important to go into that pure place of wanting and desire. And I'll give you the two reasons why. The first reason is because desire has incredible power to propel you forward. That pessimistic side of you and that calculating side, you know, it can do problem solving and it can help you kind of figure out, okay, what's step one, what's step two, what's step three, how am I going to get there? But the problem with that side of you, the side that's like thinking, okay, how is this going to work and is this possible? The problem with that side is that that side doesn't really provide you with anything that's based on emotion or anything that's going to make you feel a certain way. It just solves problems, right? It just, it just says like, okay, how do I get there? And when you want something, there's emotion behind it and you have a feeling inside that propels you towards it. And I, I would argue that that emotional component can be as powerful, potentially more powerful than that rational analytical side of you that wants to help you figure out how to get there. Wanting something and wanting something deeply and connecting with that desire and feeling yourself want that is such a powerful motivator and emotion. And it can drive you to solve all the analytical things because the desire itself is so strong that it can almost get the analytical mind to go, 
well, okay, fine. You know, first I was thinking about how hard this was going to be and, and how, you know, I don't think you can get there because there's too many steps. But okay, you really want this. You really want this. Let me think, is there a way? Is there a way I can make this happen? Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do this. And that desire is so powerful. It can override the pessimistic side of that, you know, analytical mind and kind of get you thinking more in a direction of like, okay, what are some things I can do today? Yeah, I want this. And it's really far away. Maybe it's 20 or more years away. Maybe it's not likely based on probability. Maybe it's going to be hard. Maybe maybe it isn't possible. I don't know. But I want it. And I'm going to honor the fact that I want it. And I'm going to admit that I want it. And I'm going to feel myself wanting it. And I'm not going to say I don't want it because that's not going to get me any closer to it. And I'm just going to see I'm just going to see that when I'm honest with myself about this desire and when I connect with this desire, I'm going to see if there is a step that I can take to get closer to that. So desire is powerful. And the addendum here, the reason I feel the need to share this is because I believe that as women, the culture and society that we live in has largely taught us to turn off our natural desires and replace them with other desires that are profitable for the people that are trying to sell us things. It sounds like a conspiracy theory. I sound like a crazy person sitting in my closet talking into the microphone, but it's true. We are a very profitable population and we get so programmed to follow the path of what a woman is supposed to be that I think we become really disconnected from us and from what we want. And I'm not saying you have to want this. I'm not saying you have to want to one day be a leader in the professional world. I want you to want this. Disclaimer, that's my motive for the show. (laughs) So I want you to want that. You don't have to want it. But what I'm saying is it can be really hard to actually know what we want. And I actually talked about that In my episode with Courtney, I think it was episode six, where, you know, we both talked about using the voice to express needs and how we had this experience of like, okay, like I feel brave enough to use my voice to express my needs and, you know, all these things. But like, what are my needs? I don't even know. I haven't been thinking about it all these years. I've just been like solving for other people and solving for what I thought I was supposed to be solving for. And I don't even know what I want. So I really think that the world that we live in, especially for females, I think it disconnects us from our desire. And then you take that and you look at the corporate and professional world, and that's a horrible, horrible thing, right? If we think we're just existing in this world to please people and, you know, to be on this certain path and to make people happy, gosh, that makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. It makes me so, so, so upset because... If we don't know what we want and we're just showing up and, you know, just trying our best to exist, so much gets lost because the power of that desire is what can propel so many of us farther forward than would otherwise happen if we didn't have that desire. And so it's so important, right? It's so important to connect with our desire and to show up in our jobs and our careers with those desires. I feel so strongly about this because I just get frustrated at so much of the bullshit that women have been fed and how 
it spills over everywhere, you know, because I think that oftentimes, uh, you know, this is a massive generalization and you don't have to agree, but I think oftentimes men are free to dream and aim big and think big when sometimes I think it can be harder for women. And again, massive generalization, huge generalization. That's just what I believe. And so all of this is to say, <laughs> all of these disparate but very closely related pieces of information are to say that your desire and what you want is so important. And I believe that your desire and your ability to deeply connect with that desire and be honest with it and own it and know what it is, that has intense and insane power to propel you forward as much as all of the other tactical things, all of the mentorships and the career changes and all of the things you do in your career. The desire is like the engine behind all of that. And, you know, I don't want to say you have to desire a certain thing, even though, like I said, I'm biased and I want you to. All I'm saying is that I want you to uncover it and connect with it. And it takes time, but I want you to own it. And you don't have to tell everyone what you want. If it feels too big, I want it to feel huge. I want it to feel, I want it to be the hugest thing. I, I want you to desire the biggest possible thing for yourself. But I just, I just want you to be honest with yourself in your wanting of it. Because I think that genuine, real, driven wanting is what's going to get you there. And I will say this, you can have a lack of clarity and you cannot be exactly 100% sure what your future looks like or what you want or what would make you happy. And you can still want more, right? You don't need to have this like crystal clear clarity. And it doesn't have to be like this one crisp thing that you're like, oh, that's what I want. It could just be a fuzzy notion of, oh, I would like more power. I would love to have people that I can work with to help accomplish more than just what I'm able to accomplish on my own. I would love to be more respected and I would love to be in a position in my organization where through that position I can impact change. That sounds great to me. I would love to have all those things. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, I want this position or that position. But maybe you just want more for yourself in these little bits and you don't exactly know what your career path looks like. And that's fine. But to sum up and to close off this point that I'm making about why desire is important, I will say that I believe desire is going to propel women forward. So I would encourage you to think about what you want, independent of what you can achieve, and connect with that. And the second reason that I think it's important to connect with your desire and to spend some time thinking about what it is you want is because I think that in the process of doing that, you begin to shorten the distance and close the bridge between that out there fantasy of the thing that you desire in your career and the very realistic, you know, day to day, what is real for you and what is attainable and what feels rational and doable in this very moment. So what I mean by that is that distance between something that feels like a dream and something that feels like a stretch starts closing. And when you're not connected with what you want, you can't start to close that distance. But when you are connected with what you want, 
you start to bring it closer into the realm of possibility because you want it. And so you start thinking, oh, how am I going to get there? And the truth is, even if it's really far away, there are things that you can do today. There are things that you can do today to make it closer. And I'll give a really, really, really concrete example that I think will be really, really helpful for you. And that example is when something really unpleasant or horrible happens at work, which is a very common occurrence, right? I mean, if there's anyone out there where work is just good all the time and there's nothing negative, I really would like your job. But in my experience, bad things happen. And there are even times where like really difficult things are happening. They're just like, oh, why? And it's just, it's unpleasant and you want it to be over. I think we've all been there. And I think that's kind of the nature of work sometimes. It just happens. And, you know, when you get in the thick of that, it's really easy to just feel like really frustrated and, oh my gosh, like you don't want to, you don't want to be there. But if you're connected with your desire and you're thinking big about what you want for yourself. So for example, you're thinking, I want to be CEO one day of a company the size of the one that I work for, or I want to lead XYZ. Every time a bad thing happens, instead of thinking a bad thing happens, you can think about it and say, this is part of my training. This is making me more qualified and therefore more likely to be able to achieve that leadership position one day because I'm growing my emotional intelligence and my maturity and me being forced to be in this really difficult, ugly, unpleasant situation is strengthening me as a person. And let me tell you, those situations will provide more resources for you, I believe, and more strength for you to draw upon than any kind of hard skills when it comes to, you know, wanting to be a leader. Because in my opinion, leadership skills are largely soft skills. So those situations where the shit hits the fan and things get really like nuts, that's your training ground for the future. So when that's happening, don't think like, oh, like, gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But if you're connected with that end goal and like the thing that you really want for yourself, which I would like to brainwash you into, you know, I would I would love for you to want to be on the C-suite or the board or maybe you want to be a VP or whatever. But whatever that is. Oh, dear. I just used the word brainwash. Well, I don't know if that's bad. But anyway, when those bad things happen, you view them differently and does two things, right? You you're now able to get value from them because when you come in with that view of, oh, this is going to help me achieve something that I want to achieve, then you extract value and you're now like looking for ways to learn from the situation. So, you know, before you had thought about it that way, you weren't and it was just drudgery and torture and awfulness. But now it looks different, right? And therefore you get the second benefit, which is it also feels less unpleasant, right? Because now you're seeing it differently and the way you're seeing it is actually forcing you to find value in it. And in finding value in it, you're alleviating some of the torturous elements. So there are so many ways that you can today orient yourself towards something that you want, right? It doesn't have to feel like just this thing that's out there. There are things you can do immediately and it doesn't mean you're going to get there tomorrow. It just means your mindset's going to be a little bit different. And you're not just thinking about yourself as this person who's showing up to work every day, but you're thinking of yourself as a leader and you're thinking of the future leader that you're going to be. 
and what skills you want to build to become that leader and hopefully the impact that you're going to have on the world when you become that leader. And hopefully you do become that leader and hopefully the impact that you have is you help other women who are younger than you become leaders themselves. That is the ultimate virtuous cycle. But my end push to you after all of this is please, please, please take some time to think about what you want and to really allow yourself to want what you want. And there's no judgment on anyone if the thing that you want isn't the thing that I want you to want. But if the thing that you want is the thing that I want you to want, I want you to let yourself want it. Because in allowing yourself to want it and allowing yourself to be honest about what it is you desire and connect with that desire and feel what it feels like to want something, I think you will start going after it in little small steps and you will change your mindset. And I think mindset is one of the biggest levers that women have at our disposal to help us close this gender gap and close this pay gap. It's such a huge tool that we can cultivate and you will begin to change that and start moving towards it. So my question for you and my proposal for you and my ask for you is just spend some time thinking about your job and thinking about the place that you are going to almost every day where you spend so much of your life and saying, if I could increase the scope of my impact here or one day in the future and this job that I went to every day looked different in terms of how I was viewed and the impact I could have and where I sat within the organization, what would I want? A nice way to do it is if your company has an org chart that shows all of the different positions, look at it <laughs> and pick one and say, ooh, I want that one. And again, it has it's like a kid in a candy store, right? You can pick whichever one you want. I just want you to pick the one that you want. And if you hear that voice that creeps in and says, this is too hard or you're not good enough or this could never happen, just thank the voice. Say thank you so much for your concern. Thank you so much for trying to help me figure out how to achieve it. I greatly appreciate it. But right now, I'm just dreaming. And if the voice just keeps pestering you, and if you just can't get yourself past that mental barrier of this is too much or I couldn't do this, then I would encourage you to focus on the fact that if you have talents inside you and you have something inside you that believes, even if it's the tiniest glimmer, that believes that this is something that you might be built for and that you might be destined for, that you might be destined for something big and that you are a natural born leader. And if you're someone who has something inside of you that you can bring to the table, it's not just for you. It's for the entire 50% of the population that is so, so, so far away from being 50% of the workforce and even farther away from being 50% of the power and influence that controls the workforce. This is so much bigger 
than each one of us. And yet it's a beautiful thing because this is a situation where you can hungrily pursue something that you want and do something that can be so aligned with your happiness and your achievements and your self-interest. And you are literally doing a service to humanity because we need more women at the top. So we need more women aiming for the top. So whatever that voice tells you, however it tries to quiet you down or however it tries to tell you to pick something less crazy so that you don't fail or fall on your face or embarrass yourself, tell the voice thank you. But for so many different reasons, it is time for you to dream. And that is what I want to encourage you to do. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And if you're listening around the time that it came out, which is Thanksgiving, I hope you have an incredible holiday filled with turkey and pie and all kinds of deliciousness. If you are enjoying the show, please subscribe to the show, rate the show in the iTunes store, leave a review. Oh my gosh, the reviews make me so happy. I want more so badly. (laughs) So leaving one is a is a really easy way to give back and show show me your support, essentially. And I talked quite a lot in this episode. In fact, the whole episode was about this topic of desire. And a lot of what I talked about was actually inspired by a book that I read called Appetites by Caroline Knapp. And I'll put a link to the book in the show notes in case you're curious. Um, and a trigger warning, too, because the book talks a lot about her challenges with an eating disorder, but the book's core theme is about women's hunger, but not just hunger for food. It's about women's hunger essentially for everything. And when I talked earlier in the episode about wanting and how our desires get turned off and how we don't always know what we want, that book essentially is all about that. It's an entire book about that topic and I loved it. It was it was written a while ago, And it's really scary to see how the gender norms in there are still the same all of these years later. She's a beautiful writer, and I found the book to be really empowering and really interesting. So I thought I'd share that in case anyone was interested. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to me. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful holiday. And as always, I hope I'm in your ears again a week from now. And if I am, thank you for giving me that privilege. I'll catch you soon. Bye.